You're listening to The Real Foster Parents of Colorado. I'm Hope. I started Foster Together Colorado to meet the needs I saw in my first three years as a foster mom. My theory, and it has proven true so far, is that if we make it simple to learn about the true human stories of foster care, then good-hearted Coloradans will be ready to jump in and help in simple ways. This is the only podcast dedicated solely to foster parenting or child welfare in Colorado. Our goal is to make foster care fascinating by neighbor-to-neighbor stories and living room conversations. This podcast is the next best thing to meeting a foster parent in real life and asking them all those questions. How do you make it work? Don't you get attached? What's it like when they leave? This is episode one. It's the first half of my conversation with Joy. She is a single foster mom in Colorado Springs. You'll also hear from her two teenage daughters, Zoe and Aaliyah, on what they think of being the big sisters in a foster home. As we settled into Joy's living room at the Air Force Academy, I asked her and her daughters about motivations for fostering, how her teenagers help with the young kids they foster, how she determines what she's able to take on, and what are the most challenging and joyful parts of being a foster mom. Let's listen. Tell, tell us a couple things you guys like to do as a family. You guys just went on a little family vacation, right? Yes, we did. We went to uh, Kansas. We had a we had a blast. Uh, yeah, we went family to, out there. Yeah, no, actually, I when I was in, um, I think I was in like ninth grade or something. My mother, she she used to love to travel. Yeah. She just picked up and moved to Kansas one year, and we lived on a farm out there. Oh, and, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I fed the pigs and milked the cows and. Kill chickens and all that good stuff. That is so, really fun. <laughs> so the family out there, the the family we lived with, still lives out there on the farm, and so we go out once a year to to have Christmas out there. Have farm yeah. time, yeah, farm time. And you took two kids that you were fostering I with did. you, right? I did. They had a blast. Oh, that's wonderful. They did. As a matter of fact, the farm farm folks still ask about them. They're like, uh-huh. "Oh my goodness, how is he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Thank you. Um, tell us about yourself, your family structure. What do you like to do? Basically, what would your friends be able to tell me about you? And then also tell us what you do for a living. Um, I'm retired Navy. I was in the um, Navy, started in 1988, and retired as a E6 um, in 2004, and I enjoyed my military career. Mm-hmm. Loved doing what I did. Um, and I, when I got out, I became a CASA volunteer and enjoyed doing that, enjoyed helping CASA. Um, and I retired in uh, Yuma, Arizona, and then I came to Colorado Springs and worked um, with the homeless. And while I was working with the homeless, I saw a lot of kids who needed help um, walking, working with um, homeless women. And a lot of them didn't have anywhere to um, place their children. And I saw a great need for that. A lot of homeless women that just didn't have a place for their children. So they kind of went from house to house or leaving their children with people that they didn't know. Not safe people. Yes, not Mm -hmm. safe people. So I thought, why don't I help? and become a foster parent and that way that I knew the love that I have I love my children yeah you know and you have three grown and I have three grown children mostly grown yes mostly grown well they think Aaliyah and Zoe here are you guys are both teenagers right (laughs) yes Yes. and my son is 25 
And um, I know that the love that I give for my children, so, um, and I still have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, why not help out here in mm-hmm. that place of fostering? And, um, you know, reunification is the, the goal mm-hmm. um, for a lot of these so folks. So if somebody has never heard of foster care before, they might not know the word reunification. Can you tell us what that is? Well, reunification is those families that um, they're just in a place where right now they just need a little bit of help, so they're they're not able to um, have that home where they're they're together, but they just have that little glitch, mm-hmm. and so right now they're separated, but they're wanting to work to come back together, right. and so that that's the aim for them to come back together. So they're working whatever that is, whether it's um, um, what do you call that um, a treatment plan treatment plans okay. coming together with treatment plans and then being reunified um, together as a family. So that is So you're not fostering these kids forever. You're not adopting them. You're looking for... Kids who need a uh, temporary place, and then have you had have you had an experience where you've sent kids home to their mom or Definitely. dad? Yeah, I, yes, I worked with my first set of siblings. Um, was a three year old, and his sister was twelve. And the you know working with mom mm-hmm. and just trying to help her out. She was uh, living in Denver mm-hmm. and just working to find her own place. She had a job, but she was working hard yeah. to get her children back. She was excited. I would send her videos of her son, her, her daughter was in school working hard to get back to mom. Yeah. And so I would send her videos of the children and say, hey, they're looking forward to being back with you as well. Yeah. So I think that made her feel more motivated. It was so motivating yeah. to her. She was she would send me little um, um, texts saying, thank you so uh-huh. much. It's exciting because you know it's that piece that you know, I'm not trying to replace you yeah. as a mom. I'm just kind of that interim you know, just to tell her, hey, they're still thinking of you. Yes. You know, while you're away from them, they're definitely well, thinking of you. Well, and don't you think it would be, I mean, I have my own son too, a four-year-old, and I always think it would be kind of when I put myself in the shoes of the parents whose kids we foster, like it would probably be pretty depressing to have this whole list of things I got to do. And exactly. then um, also feeling like I don't know where my kid is. Exactly. I don't know who's even taking care of exactly. them. Are they having fun without me? And do they even want to come exactly. back when I get all this stuff done? So keeping that morale up. I mean, exactly. that's just, that's absolutely like the humanity we need right. in a system that can be really sterile. Right. I often thought that that would be the thing that I thought of when I went on deployments. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. when I was in the military and I'd be over in another country and my baby would be with my mother. At yeah. least I knew he was with my mother, but there would be those nights where he would be going to bed and I would make little recordings for him. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time it was the Teddy text bear or something like that. It mm-hmm. was a little bear that I would put my like voice a in. Tape? Exactly. Okay. And I would put my voice in and I would just make a voice voice recording of myself mm-hmm. so that as he would go to bed he would have a little piece of me going to bed but he was with my family mm-hmm. but for those folks that they don't have that that treat of having their children with family members what about those people mm-hmm. to at least know that while they're not with family members that they're with somebody that mm-hmm. their children are with people that care for them and there's know? such a um 
stigma around foster parenting that probably the parents, especially if they've experienced foster care themselves yes. as kids before, yes. which is often the common story, yes. um, that they're probably like, I hope they're with someone exactly. great. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, let me talk to the girls for a second. So mm-hmm. Aaliyah and Zoe, either one of you, um, do you feel like your mom had to get your permission or anything? Like, did she ask you, like, should we do this as a family? Or was she kind of like, we're going to do this and come along for the ride? How did that go? She asked. Yeah. She asked how we felt about it. Mm-hmm. And what was your response? Well, at first I was like, no. It's weird having people come to our house. And I was like, okay, they're having a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Their parents are having a difficult time, so I understand that you want to help these kids. So I was like, okay, I'll be, I'll be along. Be supportive. Yeah. Go along for the ride. Okay. And has it been, um, has it, has it taken a lot of time investment from you and the, you guys have fostered four kids now, right? Um, and has it been something where you guys are playing with the kids? Are you helping with after-school stuff? Or does your mom manage most of it? When my mom wasn't feeling good, there were times when she wasn't feeling good or she had to go to a Mary Kay meeting or some kind of meeting. Mm-hmm. We would always watch them and just put on a TV show with them. they just yeah. play with their toys. Yeah. And we'd help them eat, mm-hmm. get them their food, get them something to drink. Mostly they just play with their games yeah. and toys. One of us had to do homework, and then one of us would watch them. And okay. On and off. Yeah. Them. So just switching off. So good family like teamwork. Um. And did you do you guys feel have you felt bonded to the kids at all? Um. Has it been hard to say goodbye when they have gone home? Not hard, but once they are gone, it's a little awkward because it gets a little quiet. It's all quiet now. again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um. Okay, Joy. So you told us about your motivation, um, and it, it seems like you've had some really positive experiences of being able to send the kids back to their, is it always to their mom so far? Yes. No dad? Oh, sad, yes. isn't it? Not yes. always the, the dad's um, in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that kind of speaks to part of the joy of it for you. But what has been challenging, um, if anything, has been challenging for your, you in your first year of fostering? Um, I think the one challenge um, was the the last set of um, siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a set of twins. Mm-hmm. And each of them handled seeing their mom very differently. Mm-hmm. They were younger. Um, actually, they, they, were, they, were, they were five. And the daughter handled seeing mom very emotional and so for two days it was um very emotional and very difficult for her so there was a lot of holding her yeah and so afterwards there was a lot of emotions and I think that was um it was hard it was just that emotion um and the the brother whereas he was just like oh Let's just play. And that was another emotion, Mm -hmm. you know. So even though there was that emotion, that's another emotion. So Even Even though though it's not the obvious big one. Exactly. Um, And so, you know, we see children handle things very differently. Um, Those are their emotions. Um, And and that's just that side of it, 
you know, so you see these sad, sad children that they want to be with their mothers, especially because they're young. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing is, you know, my car. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, a for a sedan. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, and I never thought of that as I, you know, was, you know, thinking of, of fostering. I just, it wasn't on my radar. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh yeah. Cause there are three seats. of you already. Yeah. There's three of us. And Love so car I, <laughs> forgot totally forgot about car seat and so it was like duh and so just it was just one of those things so yeah so that was and it's just funny so it's just like okay let's just go with the flow so I it's one of those things that I just keep a good humor yeah. about doing it. It's just like, okay, let's just go. No, you just have to it's just chill like and roll simper, with stuff. Simper Gumby. Just, you know, one of those military <laughs> slogans. What does it simper, mean? Latin? Simper Gumby. You know, in the Marine Corps, that we always say simplify. Yeah. You know, always, always go with it. And yeah. Always, and I always say simper Gumby. Stay flexible. I love you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think we've been as I've done these interviews, um, I found a couple themes to come out. And one is like having a foster parent backbone where you're like, not going to let everybody just tell you how to run your home. There's (laughs) certain rules we follow. Absolutely. No question. But you know, at the same time, this is a home and we are not technically anybody's um, servant um, (laughs) in the system. So, you know, it's like that, that idea of like, yes, we'll cooperate, but we also need some respect. So you've got the backbone, but you also need the foster parent chill. Yes. You gotta like, I just love that. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like probably top three success for success indicators for foster parents is can you roll with it? Exactly. Yes. And do you have a lifestyle that you're able to? So like you being retired, um, military and you having maybe teens who can help out, you right. not having other little kids that are, you know, um, trying to compete with these kids. Yes. Even though lots of foster parents do that successfully, you, you have a certain kind of lifestyle that can fit it. Exactly. And so that's neat. Yes. I wanted to ask you about support and how, what does it look like for you to be supported? Do you feel like there's a lot of need or are you kind of able to do what's needed so far on these cases? Um, and, and if there is a need for support, where have you gotten it? Um, so far, like Carrie uh-huh. is very, I mean. And Carrie is the owner of your child place. Exactly. Agency. Yes. And so she's, she's actually a very good friend of this project and, uh, I, I always recommend her. her I mean, she is super supportive. Yeah. And she is. And she just has that individual attention that exactly. I think can't be replaced. And she is very, uh, has great attention to detail. And if I, you know, say, hey, Carrie, this is what, or if I have a question and I just am not sure, I just bounce it off mm-hmm. of her. And I'm just, you know, is this how things are going? Is this how things are done? Or is this. Am I supposed to be answering this question? Right, because it's a new normal. Exactly. I just bounce it off of her just for question's sake. If I don't know, I ask her. You know, and there's never, to me, any, if there's a question that I need to ask, I ask it. Um, So that is, um, you know, just 
has been my backbone. Yeah. You know, yeah, for me. She's been your she's been mm-hmm. my backbone. That's cool. Um and that has just and then you have just been super I mean, with the the the, the gift cards for dinner, oh my goodness. That is just the kids have just been like, Oh man, we're going to IHOP yeah. and oh my goodness and the Panera um for dinner, that has just been because dinner sometimes dinner is just when you're just not in the house cooking. Yeah. I mean, kids just love. I mean, of course they love to go out. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that has just been a treat. Got it. You know, because just, I mean, I can cook. I can cook all day. Yeah. You know, we can do pizza any night, you know, but when you're going out to eat, it's like, oh, we're going out. So oh, my fun. goodness. That is just and a great treat. I think two things that are so cool about that. The woman who wanted to sponsor your gift card. Yes. Has twins herself. Oh my goodness. And so when you, when you guys had the twins and then we were doing the IHOP, I had right. to tell that. I was like, isn't that so perfect? That was perfect. That you guys are both, you both have little sets of twins yes. and, uh, she wanted to support you because she, she's not in a position that she can foster right now. Right. But we're trying to get that narrative out there that yes. there's this wide spectrum of things that can right. be done and right. things that can keep it, um, doable for exactly. foster parents, keep them going yes. so we can have good homes available for the kids. Right, right. Um, and then the other cool thing about that is that um, we had one, um, your, you had your first um, set of siblings that you were fostering. They did go home pretty shortly after um, we connected and right. we got your first gift card. And then I was able to send one to their mom too. Oh, that's And great. I think that is, and, and that was something that that donor had, had specifically requested yes. if we could make it happen. And yes. um, I think that's really special because we want to, in any way we can, like, let's show that this system is for supporting families. Exactly. And um, so I thought that was really, really special. Right. Um, so, girls, can I ask you guys another question? Um, Aaliyah or Zoe, either one of you, what has been the most challenging thing and or what has been the most fun thing about um, the four kids that you guys have had come into your home? Um, all the young kids. They usually wake up pretty early. Uh-huh. And so their room was right across from ours, and they'd wake up, and they'd be yelling and stomping around. Yeah. Not easy when you're trying to sleep in. <laughs> Do your teenage duty of sleeping in. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is something. When you've got little kids, you're just like, oh. <laughs> and we're up. Right. They don't know Saturday morning. Um, anything specifically that you just have really enjoyed with them? Or anything that you want to say, Zoe, about a challenge? Um, I would say challenges the first set of siblings. Mm-hmm. I had to move rooms mm-hmm. so that they could sleep down in my room. Okay. So it was challenging having to get all my stuff up from the basement all the way to the, not the main level, like the second level. Uh-huh. And it, I, I yeah. So it took a while. That was the only struggle. Have you moved back to, to your own room now? I have. Yeah. I did. So you guys were sharing a room for a while? No, my mom was with the kids, close oh, to the kids, and we and I had rooms across from each other. So we, <laughs> hey, I had a bigger bed than I have now. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you guys tell to other teens whose parents are fostering or who might, like, their parents might be even thinking about it and they're like, I just don't know if I'm ready to give up that kind of space in my life or give up that time with my parents? 
Um, it sounds like a big adjustment, but it's obviously you're bringing children in, but things continue as they normally were. You know, there's just that extra part of the noise, and then sometimes you might have to watch them. But yep. It's like, not. yeah, like being a big sibling to anyone, right? Yeah. yeah. So you add that that level. Mm-hmm. Would you guys say um, it's something that you are – Gosh, way to put you on the spot, right? In front of your parents. Like, are you, like, um, is this something that you would recommend other families do? Is it something that you think could benefit your peers to have that, that kind of, um, I don't know, you could even call it sacrifice within your own home? Would you say that it's been formative for you guys? Would you recommend it? I would say if they're willing to, like, have other kids that they barely know mm-hmm. in their house, then they should definitely do it because they get to know those kids. Yeah. It's like we got to know both of the sets of yeah. siblings. The first set, they were quiet. Yeah. Not so much the second set. Uh-huh. But we got to know them as their ups and downs and then as they're happy and how they're hungry and everything. But I would say that they should definitely do it if they think that they want to do it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that you said that because... I think sometimes people do foster care because they feel like they should. And, you know, I would say in a way, yeah, you probably should. But it's not something you're going to want to do if you're guilted into it or if you're like, well, I'll do it so that I can feel better about myself. Because I don't think that will get you through a hard day. (laughs) You don't think so? (laughs) Yeah. And so you have to to really examine those motivations going in and be very honest. Um, Make sure you're not going in with, like, some kind of, hero complex or trying to even just to be prideful and like show your friends like I do this thing it's not about that it's not it's not it's not yeah it's really not thanks for listening to the real foster parents of Colorado don't forget to come back next week for episode two when Joy and I talk about how she, as a black woman, imagines inviting more people of color to enrich the imaginations and aspirations of kids in foster care. Before you go, I have to say this. I don't want to miss out on connecting with even one person who is paying attention to the needs of our kids here in Colorado. So, will you do me a favor? Go to fostertogether.co, that's F-O-S-T-E-R, the word together, .co, and look for an event near you, or sign up for my weekly story emails. I also update our Facebook page and Instagram, so find us there at Foster Together, and make foster care stories part of your daily scrolling. See you next week.